With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I solved the immigration crisis. You're welcome. So now we can stop talking about it. But I did it in the, it didn't take long. It took me, I was like a 20 minute shower or whatever. And I was in there and I was scrubbing up and I'm thinking to myself, there's got to be some way to, there's got to be an easy way nobody's thinking of yet to solve this immigration crisis. And I'm pretty sure that, uh, I'm pretty sure that I hammered it out and we'll get into that here in just a minute. Also, it's whatever you want Wednesday. Whatever you want Wednesday today, which uh, it's so funny because our boss was talking to the other Josh and he said to the other Josh, I love whatever you want Wednesday because you never know what's going to happen. It's like, you don't you know, people people will just call up and the subject can change at any time and whatever's on their mind. And uh, and at the same time, this is the same guy who yells at me for not organizing the show every day. And I'm like, wait, a he's like, you don't prepare. It's like you weren't prepared at all. But my favorite day also is whatever you want Wednesday, the day. That you don't uh, that you don't prepare. And then moments ago, just like right before I was uh, right before I was uh, walking into the studio, the promotions department stopped me. The whole department's like one person, but they stopped the promotions department stopped me in the hallway and they say, hey, do you want to give away tickets to see Dennis DeYoung and Night Ranger? And I said, who's Dennis DeYoung? Because I had no idea or Dennis DeYoung. I'm not sure what it, it's one or the other. And I said to myself, that name sounds familiar, but I just I don't know. I don't know who that is. And so I Googled it and I realized that Dennis DeYoung is the lead singer of a little band named Sticks or was. I guess they're no longer they're no longer together. I guess, you know, Sticks and Stones broke somebody's bones. Uh, so anyway, but we have tickets. They're coming somewhere. To, I assume it's Daly's Place or Veterans Memorial Arena. Maybe the other Josh can Google that because the only information I got from the promotions department was we have five pairs and we need to give them away. So sometime during the day today, we will be giving away tickets to see Night Ranger. I know Night Ranger. They sing Sister Christian. They're not a Daly's Place. No, I've never heard of Night Ranger. You've never heard of Night Ranger? No, well, but I, but I have heard of Dennis DeYoung. Because you're 12 years old. And Tommy old. Shaw. Yeah. Sticks. Okay, so you, how do you know Sticks, but you don't know Night Ranger? Because my dad, my dad kind of brainwashed me as a kid to listen to all classic rock and all that stuff, yeah. Okay, all right, I got it. Well, anyway, they're coming together. Find out where they're going to be, because, again, this is the only information I had was we have tickets, and we're going to give those away periodically periodically like i said well we'll just uh we'll just every now and then say hey if you're if you call in maybe you have, have a fantastic comment or if you send us a really great open mic message we'll just reward you with a pair of these random tickets that apparently uh no one else wants to give away so we're going to do that uh but it should be a really it should be a really really exciting show we also if you were watching on twitch and or facebook and or periscope and or youtube moments ago on the live stream we uh covered a little bit of, of donald trump's press conference he had one of these impromptu press conferences on his way out to marine one 
He basically uh, he jumped out of the White House and there was a circle, a gaggle of reporters. And the, the best thing about Donald Trump is he it's fun to watch because you can never hear what the reporters are actually asking him. You just hear his reaction and he moves around a lot. It's like they form a circle around him. And instead of staying in one spot, he walks toward the reporters, asks them a question, gives a quick answer at walks toward another reporter. And again, you just hear his one side of it. So he walks up. He goes, yeah, Tom. I have no idea. That's a dumb question. Then he walks over and goes, yeah, Janine, what? I like the guy. I like him a lot, and I think he'll do really well. All right, uh, Barry, what? I don't know. I don't know. Look, I won. There's no collusion. There's no delusion. There's none of that. Uh, I got to go. And it's, it's, it's so much fun to watch and so much fun to listen to. So when I saw that he was doing it, we jumped on a little bit early. Uh, but it, it appears that there, one of the questions he was asked was again about our good friend Herman Cain. And I used the good friend, uh, the term good friend usually because, loosely because ever since this whole nomination to the, uh, the Federal Reserve Board came out, he's literally, it's been like radio silence. I've got no messages back, no phone calls returned. They, you know, the security came and asked me to please leave his property. All the, all this stuff that never used to happen is now happening. But um, it appears that there are some people who are not happy about his nomination to the Federal Reserve Board. And those people aren't just Democrats. Those people aren't just, you know, Mrs. Kane, who was expecting him to, to hang out in retirement, I guess, with her. Those people are also some Republicans. Um, and Jamie Dupree wrote about that in his last blog post. So we'll share some of that. Anyway, look, like I said, there's a it's a big day today. It's a big day for whatever you want Wednesday. And uh, I guess we should start maybe with I guess. Why don't we start with the immigration crisis? Because that's what I teased. I talked a little bit about the immigration crisis. You know, a lot of you don't know this, but uh, we have an immigration problem. There's a border on the south. The uh, southern border is just porous and people are, are coming in and they're uninvited and they're not coming in legally. And there's caravans, of course, of people like tens of thousands of people that are that are that are heading. They're marching like an army toward the United States southern border. And they're and they're not being stopped by Mexico. They're not being stopped by by El Salvador. They're not being stopped anywhere. They're just letting they're, they're letting them march right on through destination, the good old U.S. of A. And Donald Trump is like, let's build a wall. We need billions of dollars. And Congress is like, hell no, we don't want your you. The wall is just, it's a vanity wall. You just want to write Trump on it and say that you were able to do something when you were president. That's not what president's being all about. It's not about doing things. It's not about solving problems. We, it's about setting yourself up as a high paid speaker for your retirement. That's why people go out and be president president for eight years has nothing to do with the economy or 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 stopping violence or overcoming tyranny and terrorism in the world it's definitely not about fixing any of our domestic problems like inflation or health care or immigration it's all about becoming a household name worldwide so when you're kicked out of office you can write million dollar books oh speaking of which that reminds me uh, we got to talk about Bernie Sanders. Someone remind me later to talk about Bernie Sanders. And also, then you can go on a massive speaking tour and charge, gosh, hundreds of thousands of dollars for one hour's worth of your time. That's what being president is all about. But Donald Trump, I mean, here's the thing. He already gets paid well to speak, and he already has a billion dollars, and he doesn't need the money. So... He's deciding to use his time in the White House to actually change some things and fix some problems and solve some of the issues that we have. And one of them that is that is the worst is this immigration problem. And for whatever reason, for, for whatever reason, it's continuing to be an issue and it's tougher and tougher to stop. I think I've solved the problem again. I think I solved the problem. And basically what happened was I was watching uh, I was watching the clips from last week. Donald Trump said 
were full. I don't know if you remember this. Donald Trump went down to the border and he was sitting there. This was before he fired Christian Nielsen. So he was there with her. And somebody was asking about the immigration problem. He said, look, we can't we just can't house any more of these people. We have no more beds. We have no more judges to try their cases. We have no more places to put them up. Their families. We just don't have the space. He said, we're totally full. He said, the United States of America is full. We can't take any more illegal immigrants. And, of course, that was the clip that everybody picked up over the weekend. Donald Trump says the country's full. You know, like uh, like, uh, like, well, like John Candy in Wally World. Sorry, folks, park's closed. Moves out front should have told you. And so they took this clip and they ran with it. But if you stop and think about it, it does make a lot of sense. If you can't process these people coming in, if you can't house them, uh, if you can't put them in front of a judge, if you can't even put them in prison, then there's no room. I mean, there's really no room for them. They can't just walk across the border. And it got me thinking because I heard somebody say something similar. Last time my family and I went to Atlantic Beach, we went to uh, we were going to go out to dinner or something, walk on the beach, get some wits, you know, that kind of stuff. So we go out to Atlantic Beach. And of course, at Atlantic Beach, there's more people than there is parking. Parking's horrible. There's there's barely any space on the street. There's the valet. But unless you're eating at a particular restaurant, you can't park there without paying out, you know, the wazoo. And then there's this one parking lot that we love. It's right by that hotel, the uh, Seahorse or the Unicorn or whatever it's called. And you can go there. They charge you like 10 bucks, but you can park all day. So I roll up there and a car goes in in front of me and I pull up and I had my $10 and I'm going to give the guy the $10. And the guy looks at me and he goes, sorry, sir. He got the last spot. We're all full. And it dawned on me right then and there. I was like, wait, what did you just say? He goes, we're all full. He said, you need to wait for somebody to leave before you can come in. And I was thinking about that yesterday in the shower, and I thought, OMG, that's it. That's that's the solution. The, the guy at the Atlantic Beach parking lot and I just solved the entire immigration problem in the United States. You have to wait for somebody to leave before you can come in. Why has nobody thought of that before? 855 855- 765-1045. This could actually work. This could actually work. You have to. It's like when you uh, go to the nightclub and you stand there and the bouncer's like, sorry, we're full. And then three people come out and he goes, all right, three more. It's like you have to wait until three come out and then three can go in. It's orderly. It's safe. It, you know, there's something about the, the fire. You know, there's the fire inspector. It says capacity by more than this many people is dangerous. I don't know. I'm going to delve into this a little bit more. we got to take a quick break. 855-765-1045. The solution to the immigration crisis. We'll wait, you know, one in, one out. Why not? 855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll be right back. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. We've got people still searching for the use of collusion and will deny what's right in front of them, which is over 100,000 migrants presented at the border just last month alone. That was a 35% jump from February from the month before. I mean, that's Kellyanne Conway discussing what it seems blatantly obvious that we do have an immigration crisis. And I'm pretty sure I solved it. And I think if you take this to Congress, they'll go with it, too. And uh, it's a one in one out policy, just like they do at the nightclub, you know, just like they do at the parking garage. It basically, I mean, the country could fill up there. Donald Trump could be absolutely right. We're full. So you have to wait for some people to leave. And, you know, and there's people leaving all the time. All those celebrities are moving to Canada. We'll keep an eye on them. And when one of the celebrities moves to Canada, we can then go to the border and say, all right, we got room for one. You know, one, any single riders? And if it's a family of four, they have to wait. If it's, you know, if it's if it's a, a couple, they have to wait. Or you just like Disney World. 
if you're a single rider, great. We can we can make room for you easier. But if you're like six people, I mean, it's going to take a little longer to get a table. Is all I'm saying. But one in, one out. If you want to bring in 300 or 235 people, great. We need to get, we can ship out the entire Democratic half of the House of Representatives and we'll have room for 235 people. I think that's a, I think that's a golden idea. 855-765-1045. Michael in Jacksonville, thanks for calling the Mark K Show. How are you, Michael? Hi, Mark. Doing good. How about yourself? Oh, wonderful. Thanks so much for asking. What's up? Well, just had a thought, wondering what type of impact we'd have if we stopped consumer wire transfers to countries that we have illegal immigration problems with. Oh, what kind of an, it would hit, that would, in my personal opinion, that would have a bigger impact than shutting down the border. Uh, I think so too. Yeah, I think you're, I think that's a great idea. And it's also one-sided. You just go to Western Union and say, hey, you can stop, uh, you have to stop wire transferring money to Mexico. I'm sorry. If they want to send the money, they have to write a check and send it the old-fashioned way. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that would be a huge economic impact. Uh, everyone that would, that was left in Mexico, I mean, I don't see, but then the other thing is maybe they would just then be inspired to just bring everybody. Like if, well, okay, if I can't send the money back to the family, I just got to bring the family with me. Um, but, but a great point. Hey, thanks so much for calling or just tax the, you know, what out of it. So for every dollar you send back to Mexico, you have to pay like 50 cents. Be another way to do it. John in Orange Park. What's up, John? How are you? I'm good, Mark. How about you? Oh, good, man. What do you want to say, sir? Well, I think it's uh, you should draw a parallel between the liberal agenda because it's not just immigration. They push the envelope on everything, even uh, from abortion to partial birth abortion to after birth abortion to, you know, whatever their agenda is, they never seem to be satisfied with setting it and staying at the status quo. They've always got to push the envelope and go far beyond what you would expect them to be. So same thing with Immigration started in the 60s. Now they're ready to open the borders. Yeah, no, that's a great point. That's a great point you bring out. And look, and here's the thing with the Democrats and their radical socialist beliefs. It's not really surprising because, I mean, here's the deal. Anytime you want something to happen, and Donald Trump does it on the right, Donald Trump will come up and say, we're going to close the border. Donald Trump will come up and say something like, you know, we're going to close the government. Donald Trump will say, we're going to build a wall. He'll say all of these things, big, extreme things. And then what happens when you sit down and negotiate, you come down to earth a little bit and you get something. But if you start in the middle, you always get less than you start with. So the Democrats do the same thing. They go, hey, you know what? We are not happy with abortion the way it is. We want to kill the babies after they're born. And then everyone goes, whoa, absolutely not. That is horrible. But we'll let you kill them up until like two days before they're born. And they're like, eh, fine, whatever. So they basically get what they want by starting in this extreme position. Same thing is happening with, with immigration. We want open borders. Absolutely not. You're going to destroy the country. The fabric of America will be shredded. It'll be stained. It's not going to be this country anymore. Plus, the, econo- the economy is going to, we can't maintain it. We, the justice system can't maintain it. The school system, the health care system, none of this can be, can be, can be regular. We, we just don't have the access to open up the border. And then they go, all right, well, just give us amnesty for the people that are here and, you know, don't build the wall. Fine. We'll do, we'll do that instead. So the Democrats basically get what they want by shooting for the moon. What do they say? Shoot for the moon and you land on a star or something like that. This is basically the opposite of that. Uh, Donald Trump is the only if the Republicans had been doing this for the last 50, 60 years, this country would have way fewer problems. But they don't. The Republicans think the Democrats are going to negotiate like anyone else. They're not. You have to start at the extreme position. And that's why Donald Trump has been so effective at pushing forward a conservative agenda, because he's starting off with these kooky things. And then when he comes back down to earth, he gets stuff that we actually want and need. 855-765-1045. 
855-765-1045. One in, one out. You let one in, we got to kick somebody out. I love it. I think it could work. I'm taking it to Washington. What do you think? 855-765-1045. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. We'll be right back. Yeah, it is. Uh, 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is our number. Don't forget, we've got some uh, Dennis DeYoung and Night Ranger tickets coming up. They're coming in concert. Uh, the other Josh, did you ever figure out where they're going to be? They're going to be at the Jacksonville Theater. Oh, the Jacksonville Theater. I was, oh, the Florida Theater. The I'm Florida sorry. Theater. The Florida Theater. I was like, theater. they built a new theater in Jacksonville. That's great. <laughs> sorry, I'm still in implant. On uh, Friday at 8 p.m. Oh, okay. This Friday? Yeah, April 12th. Oh, fantastic. We're going to give away some tickets here in just a minute. So if, you, uh, if you're if you a big Night Ranger fan or Dennis DeYoung, definitely keep listening, whatever. You don't go anywhere. Uh, this is Jim on the north side. Jim, hey, how you doing? Hey, Mark. Um, let me say, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Herman Cain. Uh-huh. And I'm fast becoming a huge fan of yours, too, by the way. Oh, really? Wow. Um, okay, thanks. Um, uh, let me just say, I heard that um, uh, there's a lot of people that have been coming out and being against his nomination. Uh-huh. And, um, and to find out that a lot of them are these spineless, gutless Republicans, I mean, are you kidding me? You couldn't nominate a better person for any position. Why? Uh, what did, so what, what do you think about... Herman Cain as a as the Federal Reserve uh, sitting on the Federal Reserve Board because a lot of people and the, and a, the problem that a lot of people have with it is the problem that they had the first time when he was president were these allegations by these women against him that kind of thing. I never believed a word of it. Yeah, yeah. In fact, Mitch McConnell apparently is advising Republicans to express concerns about uh, about Herman Cain to Donald Trump. Now, one of two things is going to happen. One of two things is going to happen. Oh, by the way, Jim, are you a fan of Dennis DeYoung and Night Ranger? Uh, not that much. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, we'll hit you on the next one. Uh, if you, if, what happened is with Herman Cain uh, that you've got all these Republicans that are basically again scared of of the of the the past allegations that have come up about Herman Cain. Uh, back when he was president, that kind of thing. And now Donald Trump's going to have to face one. One of two things is going to happen. Either Donald Trump's going to have to say, I don't care, do it anyway. Or Donald Trump's going to have to pick somebody new. Um, it, it has nothing to do with, again, the man's ability to lead, the man's ability to sit on the Federal Reserve Board, anything at all like that. It just has to do with Republicans, again, being scared of Democrats, uh, which is interesting to me because you have Democrats. The, if you think about it, Joe Biden who we know has done egregious things to women. We've seen the photos. We've seen the videos. We made fun of him. We sang a song about it. It was all, you know, well and good. We know what kind of a creep Joe Biden is. Yet he's still the, the Democratic frontrunner. A new poll this week shows that he's still leading Bernie Sanders. He's still leading uh, Kamala Harris. He's still leading Cory Booker. He's still leading Beto O'Rourke. He's beating everybody, and which is odd because, number one, he hasn't even said he's running. And number two... He's touched all these women inappropriately and kissed their heads and sniffed their you-know-whats. And the Democrats don't seem to have a problem with that. But Democrats and Republicans are expressing concern over Herman Cain, which, again, it, it just seems it just seems it just seems really silly. Uh, there was an article in Politico, which, you know, take it for what it's worth. Uh, but they were saying there are concerns that are being voiced to the administrations about qualifications said Gen Senator John Thune. They're probably going to hear from a number of our members about concerns that they have. Whether or not gets them to make a course change or not, I don't know. The resistance comes as Senate Republicans also actively are pressing Trump to halt his purge at the Department of Homeland Security and reconsider econ economy-damaging auto 
tariffs. So basically, the Republicans, once again, don't like the way Donald Trump's doing anything. They don't like the way he's handling the crisis at the border. They don't like the way he's cleaning house at the Department of Homeland Security. And they don't like who he's picking for the Federal Reserve Board. Imagine what would happen if the Republicans backed their president instead of continually attacking him. 855-765-1045. Mac in Mayport. How are you, Mac? Hey, good morning, Mark. Thanks for having me on, man. Great show. Oh, oh thanks, man. I appreciate it. What do you want to say, sir? Uh, I think uh, Herman Cain is a, is a great choice for the Federal Reserve Board. Um, I just want to know what Mitch McConnell, if he's, he's encouraging all these other uh, uh, House Republicans, Senate Republicans to express concern. Where is he at on Eric Fairfax out of West, uh, West Virginia? Yeah. Look, the governor with all the uh, the rape allegations. I mean, let's 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 you know what's with the circle of firing circular firing squad. You know, let's let's get a guy in there that represents our values. I mean, this Herman Cain's an outstanding choice. There's another thing about Herman Cain which we should probably point out that makes Republicans wary, and that is that Herman Cain, as you well know, is not a politician. Herman Cain is a businessman. He worked for Godfather's Pizza. He turned the company around. Yes, he's had some political, uh, you know, he's had some political posts that he's he's positioned himself in throughout his career. But his most success, most of his success came as a businessman and as a Republican businessman. And then he went into uh, media and broadcasting and he had huge success filling in first for Neil Bortz and then with his own show, which uh, which I had the honor of filling in for and, and later becoming a part of um, as it was as it was, you know, winding down. And he's still on Fox News, that kind of thing. The man has no political aspirations. He ran for president as a first-time politician. He did very well. And that's another thing that scares people. Herman Cain cannot be bought. Herman Cain cannot be sold. In fact, the only one Herman Cain would pledge allegiance to, should he sit on the Federal Reserve Board, is Donald Trump. And that's something, again, that nobody, Democrat or Republican, wants to happen. They don't want they don't want anybody every time Donald Trump appoints a new person, every time Donald Trump appoints a new Supreme Court justice, although that's not working out that well either. They owe their political lives and they owe their livelihood to Donald Trump. And they hate that they want they only want their friends and allies um, sitting on those boards. And, and Herman Cain is neither. Hey, Clint from Jacksonville. How's it going, Clint? Hey, buddy. How's it going today? Hey, good, man. What's up? Hey, so I wanted to continue what I brought up to you last week about those FISA search warrant applications. Okay. So you know that all of it goes all the way up to the top from Obama. Obama signed those warrants. Right. So if, if they used a phony dossier that they knew, that they knew that Orr came out and said, or from the FBI or from uh, the DOJ came out and said, these can't be corroborated. We don't know who, you know, who, who wrote these? We know they came from Steele, but we cannot we cannot corroborate any of this. And they still use that information to spy on the Trump campaign. That's illegal. That is true. That is very very illegal. Okay, right. But and we all know that we know. Look, we know that Barack Obama was most likely involved in this scheme with the Clinton campaign and the DNC to get this FISA warrant approved so that they could spy on Donald Trump uh, in Trump Tower. We know all that. That's not news. That's not news. What's, what would be news is if uh, the Justice Department started throwing some subpoenas out there. You know, if we had, hey, since since Bob Mueller's out of work now, can we just rehire him to investigate the Democrats in the 2016 election? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great if Donald Trump said, hey, no, wait a minute. Or uh, Bob Barr, when he got up the, uh, I'm sorry, um, William Barr, when he got off the hill, if he went up and said, hey, you know what? I'm going to rehire 
Mueller, except instead of this time, instead of investigating the president, he's going to investigate the president's opposition in 20s, the Democrats, basically. 855-765-1045. This is Troy in Jacksonville. How you doing, Troy? I'm doing great, man. Love your show, by the way. Oh, thanks, Troy. I appreciate it. But I want to say this. Herman Cain is a fine, fine man, and anybody that comes up against him, especially deep state Republicans, they all are dirtbags and part of the deep state and do not want him in there because he was the one guy that could unseated Obama. But they come up with all that dirt, and that's all it is, is dirt. Yeah. You can't find a better person for any position. I agree with that caller earlier. Uh, it's just a deep state and all that crap up in Washington trying to run him off because he's somebody that scares the hell out of all of them. No, that is, I mean, look, whenever I think about Herman Cain and the federal, I think, you know, 999, which was not a horrible plan. I mean, it was better than what we've got now. Uh, you know, he's he's got a lot of influence uh, from Neil Bortz and from the fair tax. There's a lot of libertarianism to him. And there's all that business acumen, which Donald Trump has used so successfully to turn the economy around and which Herman Cain would use as well. Plus, I mean, black Republican. Wh I don't understand. I don't what me. He, if I were Herman Cain and Mitch McConnell and a bunch of other Republicans were de trying to deny me my seat on the Federal Reserve Board, I would cry racism. I mean, I, I would cry right there. Either that or jealousy, one or the other. 855-765-1045 is the number. Quick break. We got more of your phone calls. It's Whatever You Want Wednesday on News 104.5 WOKV. Okay, thank you so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. Tried to give away some of those Dennis the Young tickets, but the guy wasn't a big fan. So, you know, we'll try again. We'll try again. We'll try again here in just a minute. Uh, yeah. But I know the song. Great song. Star Star 951. This is Doc uh, downtown. Doc, hey, thanks for calling the Mark K Show. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Mark. I appreciate your show because uh, you keep bringing the truth, baby. You, you bring it. I do. And I do my best. I no, no, you do a my great wife, job. Every morning wanna... my wife says, do you want me to pack you lunch? And I go, no, just pack up the truth. I'm going to bring the truth instead. <laughs> well, I convert a lot of blacks uh to, to speaking conservative just by explaining the vagrancy act. You know, when when black people were slaves, they got freed in 1865. Uh, okay. Six months later, they created a vagrancy act. So if they if a black person appeared to not have a job, he just if he appeared to not have a job, they could arrest him for three months. And when he walks out of prison, he's looking left, right. Three seconds later, they arrest him again because he don't have a job. Right. So Democrats have been making, uh, creating free labor from blacks and slaves, you know, since they were free. The Vacancy Act of 1866 was created for black people. And the Democrats, uh, or the blacks who are Democrats, like Malcolm X said, you guys are chumps and traitors because y'all don't do any research. You just vote Democrat because somebody else told you to do it. I mean, look, you I never thought I'd say this when you quoted Malcolm X, but you bring up a great point. Um, and it's the same thing that you've got, you've got Kanye West saying, and it's the same thing you've got Candace Owens, who's always, I mean, the, the, as much hate as Candace Owens gets, you know, she's got to be onto something because those are the only people that get as much hate as she does. Hey, thanks so much for your call. We appreciate it. Robin and Yuli, how are you? Oh, just fine, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, have, have, you really need to play some snippets of the Candace Owens commentary at Nadler's uh, white nationalist hearing, which was a joke yeah. uh, that he put together. I mean, the Republicans played that brilliantly, bringing her 
as, as their speaking person to call out his uh, so-called hate crime uh, uh, hearing. But, I mean, she nuked that nuked that thing. I actually called Jerry Nadler's office this morning. Oh, you did? DC. Wow, what happened? Yeah, I did. And, uh, you know, the, the staffer that answered the phone, uh, he was I'm, – I'm not in his district, but thank goodness he took my comments. I told him to pass it along to Nadler uh, because I wanted to point out that Nadler – accused Candace Owens of disparaging Congressman Ted Lieu yeah. uh, because she said, and, and quote, she said that Congressman Lou thinks all black people are stupid. Well, he banged the gavel, Nadler did, and said, no, no, you can't disparage members of Congress basically calling them stupid. She said, I didn't say that. And Nadler just sat there with a stupid look, grin on his face. So I called his office and pointed that out, and I said, I want to hear a statement and an apology from Nadler for accusing her of doing something she absolutely did not do in that hearing was called Congressman Lou stupid. And by the way, uh, Mark, there's a new Lion Ted in town. His name is Lion Ted Lou. Oh, I got you. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Look, and the interesting thing about the Democrats attacking Candace Owen. Uh, Owens is that it, it really puts it in perspective as to what you know how they feel about people. They say that they are for minorities, but then should, they're attacking a minority. They say that they're they're pro women and they're and they're for women, but they're attacking a prominent woman in the media, and uh, you know all because she's a Republican. So if you're following along at home. Republicans are more hated by Democrats than women and blacks are loved. So, you know, uh, the the uh, the different races, any minorities, any women, they love them on the Democratic Party, but they hate Republicans more than they love those two groups, which means if you're a minority woman and a Republican, it, it it's a no go. It's a no go. If you were like a white guy who's a Democrat, you'd be fine. You'd be fine. You wouldn't be the most loved in the party. If you were a black female Democrat, I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd rule the roost. But if you're, a, if you're a white male Democrat, you're fine. If you're a black female Republican, however, being a black woman bears no, you know, maybe they hate you less. But I'll be honest with you, in this case, I don't think they do. I think they hate Candace Owens just as much as they do Donald Trump, uh, if not more, if not more, because she is a black woman. Like, how could how could somebody who's quite clearly should be a Democrat be so not a Democrat? How does that work? It's unfathomable to them. And uh, and that's why they're bringing her up in congressional hearings, which I feel like we really have better things to do. But maybe, again, I'm, I'm no politician. I'm just an idiot radio DJ. I thought there was more important things to do. in co You know, I miss the good old days when they have the Constitutional Congress, when they were, like, building a country. Maybe after the country got built, they were like, what do we do now? Uh, let's attack black women on uh, Twitter. All right, great. Uh, we'll call her up. To, you know what? We'll play some of her clips, and then we'll call her up to Congress. That makes a, that makes a, that'll, that'll kill some time before the Easter break. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll be back. We have the news. We got more of your whatever-you-want Wednesday calls coming up on News 104.5 WOKV. By the way, you can uh, leave us an open mic message in our uh, News 104.5 WOKV mobile app. Just record a message, hit the send button, and it comes right here. It comes right here to the studio, and uh, we can play it for you, uh, you know, on the air. For example, somebody wrote in about sending one about turtles or something. I wonder if those were 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that he had as an army. That would have been so awesome. Yeah, we haven't gotten to that story yet, but we'll. <laughs> that guy was really. Anyway, you can you can say whatever you want about a topic, about a story, about a concern that you have. If you have like you know, if maybe you want to shout out one of your relatives because they did something cool, or maybe you want to shout out one of your relatives because they did something uncool. That would be lots of fun. Um, you can do that with the open mic messages, and you can also just uh, you can also just call us up eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Congratulations to Jim from our live stream. He watches on Facebook every day, and he just won a t- pair of tickets to see Dennis D. Young and Sticks at the Florida Theater uh, coming up Friday night. We do have some more tickets, so hit. Tell you what, why don't you leave us an open mic message singing your favorite Dennis D. Young and or Night Ranger song? Maybe you too could be enjoying the show. Uh, live at the Florida Theater this weekend. All right, so uh, something we in the meantime, uh, whatever you want Wednesday continues. Uh, we do have somebody that we brought into the studio, and she works with us. Her name's Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. Well, you may remember, Hannah, when uh, Dennis Anderson was here from Gravedigger, she filled in as one of our squares because uh, people, they don't want to play a game called, you know, Jacksonville Squares with just one square. So we brought Hannah in. She did a really good job, and we thought, you know, it'd be interesting because she's younger than... Well, really, anyone else involved with or anyone listening to the show? Uh, she's in her early 20s, right? I am. You would be what people consider a millennial. Well, yeah. I mean, I think up to like 35, you're considered a millennial, but that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So you're not anywhere near that. You're like on the you're like the typical what you would think of as a millennial. And for some reason, you work here at this station, which is odd for two reasons: because most millennials don't do any work. <laughs> And second of all, because it's a very conservative, uh, you know, well, the, most of the station is very conservative. And a lot of times people think, you know, why would you want to work in a place like that? But you yourself uh, enjoy the job here. I do. I really like it. Um, I I like everything about it. Re- everything? Do, well, Come on. I don't even I like mean, everything about it. Some technical problems, you know. Yeah. Those aren't fun. But other than that, I enjoy the work. I enjoy listening while at work. It's like you're having fun at work, and I think work should be fun. We definitely try to do that. All right. So what I wanted to do today is I think going to be fun, and it's something that I've come up with. It's called Millennial Word Association. All right. Oh, man. Basic. Do you know what word association is? Oh, I do. You do? Like if you said butterfly, I would say caterpillar. You, yeah, I get it, right, because butterfly, caterpillar, that's exactly right. But what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a headline or a story, and I just want you to give me the first word, the reaction that comes to mind as a millennial. Because mm-hmm. I think what happens is people definitely discount the millennial opinion, and they don't think that a lot of millennials are, are you know, up to snuff or have the same feelings as they do. And that's why there's this gender, uh, or not gender, this age gap, right? Ageism, yeah. Would you agree with that? I would agree. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to give you a headline, and I just want you to give me your, your just your, the first word that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I am. All right, here we go. Donald Trump will not release his taxes to Congress. Darn. <laughs> I sent some sarcasm in there. I did. As a millennial, is it important to you to know your president's tax history? Uh, not really. I mean, I I don't care about. You know, our GM's tax history, why would I care about our president's? I kind of care about our GM's tax history, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, That guy drives way too nice a car, (laughs) is all I'm saying. Okay, that's good. All right, so that's interesting. So you don't care. Do you think most millennials care what's in Donald Trump's tax? I think they care because the media tells them that they should care, but I don't think if it weren't for the media that they would care. Do you think that if the media told them not to care, they wouldn't? I think... If they had already told them that they should care, then they would still care. But if it had never been brought up, that they wouldn't care at all. I'm lost. I I understand. (laughs) It's my fault, not yours. All right, that was very good. Are you ready for another one? Sure, let's do it. All right, here we go. 
Old Town Road featuring Billy Ray Cyrus is number one on the country charts. Word association with that? Yes. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> you said Billy Ray Cyrus. I thought Miley Cyrus. That's what you think of as you think Miley Cyrus when I say Billy Ray Cyrus? Or Hannah Montana, if I'm being honest. Do you know? <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. Do you know this song, Old Country Road? Old Town Road, sorry. Do you have a clip of it for me to hear? I yeah. don't know names. You don't know the Old Town Road song? I don't. This was a big conference. I'm there so was sorry. This, there's this rapper. He's like, and he's young. He's like 1920s, like one of your peers. But he came up with a song. His name's Lil Nas X. It was a song called Old Town Road about riding his horse in the country. Oh, okay. And it was all, and it blew up. It sold a bunch. It went onto the Billboard country charts. But then Billboard decided it was not country enough. Oh. And they took it off. So now what happened is Billy Ray Cyrus, mm -hmm. who you know as Hannah Montana's father. I also know him as a singer. Of course you do. He redid it. He redid the song, and now it's back up on the country chart. Here it is. This is a pretty good song. Okay. It's uh, back up on the country charts because Billy Ray worked with Lil Nas X. It's number one. And now a lot of people are saying Billboard's racist, not just because they took it down, but because when you add an old white dude yeah, to the mix, it gets back to number one. The old town road, I'm gonna you don't know this song? Do you know this song? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been oh, listening yeah? to it nonstop all morning. I feel like I, I knew a faster version of this. I think it's still off the country charts, though. It's, 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 it's number one on the overall top 100. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I like it. I haven't heard this. I've heard this. There's no way you cannot hear this song. It's everywhere. Okay. Oh, but word association. It's catchy. Yeah. Anyway, so that's interesting. So now he's back up on the country charts, and it's a pretty good song. I mean, I like. I know a lot of people don't like it. Uh, as soon as you put rap in anything, people are like, That's, that sucks. But, uh, okay, that's not too bad. Now, here's another one. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. All right, word association, Millennial Word Association. Here's the headline. This is a real story. I want to get your genuine reaction. Uh, okay. Bishop Kenny High School adds an eSports team. Pathetic. What? Come on. What? <laughs> oh, my God. eSports, like online sports, like instead of actually working out, you're just going to like... Do it online? It's like gaming. Like that you is go so dumb. What? Come on. Because, okay, kids in America... Oh, I don't know if I can say this. You can say it. Kids in America are already fat. Like, so now you're going to just play sports online instead of working out? Well, they'll have... I don't know. They'll have skinny thumbs. Oh, that's what I care about. Skinny thumbs. <laughs> not like the fact that their heart's going to get clogged up from all the pizza pockets they eat. All right. So you don't think that esports teams competitively in high school are a good idea? No, I mean, okay, I know that it can have some great things for brain function, but as long as, like, if you're not actually working out and doing the esports, like, I could care less. What about chess? What about the chess club? No, chess club is great, but I'm sure that some of the people in the chess club, because I was in chess club when I was younger and I still played sports. Right. But if you're doing esports and that's like your way that you're saying that you're doing sports, I think it's pathetic. Oh, wow. Interesting. Well, this, these are, I, I'll be honest with you. I did not think these were going to be the word associated. I did not think pathetic was going to be the. Man, uh, it's hot takes. Yeah, I'm no so kidding. sorry. All right. Hey, no, <laughs> don't be sorry. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yes, of course. We're going to have to come back and do this again. Uh, <laughs> Star Star 104. There you go. That's the millennial opinion on something these big stories of the day star star 1045 what do you think do you, do you agree do you disagree 855-765-1045 you can leave us an open mic message too this is the marque show on news 104.5 wokv <laughs> 
This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. And we appreciate Hannah coming on to uh, to ridicule everybody in our first ever Millennial Word Association. We're going to have to do that a lot more because it was a lot of fun. And, and one of the things we talked about was this country song with Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. And you guys have some opinions on that as well. You know what you get when you mix country music with rap music? Crap music. It is not country stupidest song ever yeah, no yeah i'm gonna take my horse to the old town road i'm gonna ride till i can't no more i'm gonna Billy take Ray my horse to the old town road i'm gonna this is uh, number one on the Billboard charts. That they ripped it off the country charts. They said it wasn't country enough when it was just a little Nas X rapping to it. So Billy Ray Cyrus recut it, added himself to it, um, and now is super famous again. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's probably part of it too. I think that what happened was Billy Ray Cyrus saw an opportunity to be non-irrelevant. You know, Billy Ray Cyrus was like, man, I used to be the, you know what, I was the ish, and then nothing, and then I had that little girl, and she made me famous again, and now she don't even talk to me no more. I need something. I'm going to jump on this little Nas X uh, bandwagon, remix his song, and become a hero. And now, look, he's getting airplay again. Who knows? That could be it. 855-765-1045. This is Alex. Alex, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How you doing, sir? Good, sir. How about Great. What do you want to say? So I totally agree with everything that uh, Hannah said. I I feel no need to know about Trump's tax reports, tax returns. Yeah. There's there's just no need for it. Uh, he was a billionaire before he took office. He gave it all up to be president. So I don't know why we're so concerned with it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a great point. And the thing about Donald Trump's tax returns is that basically... <laughs> I mean, here's the, here's the thing. They only, they're looking for something. They, they, the Mueller report, there's nothing there. And now they're looking for something. And the reason Donald Trump's not giving him their, his, uh, giving them his tax returns is because number one, he knows how much it's going to upset them. He knows that they want it and he's not going to give them anything that they want because they never give him anything that he wants. He wants a wall and they say no. So when they ask for tax returns, why on earth would he say yes? Uh, that's why he's going to let the deadline go and not really give two, you know, what's about it. Um, also, there's probably really nothing in there that they're going to pin. I mean, if if they couldn't prove Mueller uh, collusion, if there's nothing there, then there's going to be nothing in his tax returns that will show any kind. Because I'm going to be honest with you, Donald Trump is a smart guy. He hires smart people. Well, except for Michael Cohen. He's not going to be dumb enough to put something in his tax returns if there is anything that's going to jeopardize his freedom and put him in jail. He's not, I mean, he's got more than, it's not just Donald Trump. It's the entire Trump organization. When you have thousands and thousands of people relying on your organization, you keep it on the up and up. Susie, uh, thanks for calling the Marque show, Susie. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. What's up, Susie? What'd you want to say? Hey, you know what today is, Mark? What's today, Susie? It's Trump Day! Hey. <laughs> I, I see what you did there, Susie. That was a good one. That was a good one, right? Good day. Yeah, you t oh, that's all, that's all she wants. <laughs> she just wanted to say, it's Trump Day! 855-765-1045. Um, 855-765-1045. It is also Whatever You Want Wednesday. 
So if you've got something on your mind that you want to talk about, whether whether it's uh, Donald Trump's tax returns, whether it's about Bernie Sanders being a millionaire. Did you see that? This is the interesting thing about Bernie Sanders, because Bernie Sanders is in as much hot water as Donald Trump for not releasing his tax returns. And his friends, quote unquote, at CNN, they are they are attacking him. Uh, Wolf Blitzer has been looking at him. Wolf Blitzer has been attacking him and saying, when are you going to show your tax returns? You've been promising us tax returns for the past 10 years. And all Bernie Sanders says is soon, soon. It's coming soon. And they asked him again, you know, Bernie Sanders, you told us we would see your tax returns. It's of dire national importance to know what Bernie Sanders is spending his money on. We know what he's not spending his money on, new suits and haircuts. But what is he spending his money on? Apparently, the voters on the left must know. And Bernie Sanders said, look, I'll release him. I'll release him before April 15th, April 15th, tax day. You'll have him soon before April 15th. And he also admitted that now he's a millionaire. He goes, look, I'm a millionaire now. He said, I I wrote a best-selling book. You write a best-selling book, you'll be a millionaire too. The big problem, though, is not that he's a millionaire. Nobody's faulting him that. You write a best-selling book, you should become a millionaire. The problem is that Bernie Sanders believes that millionaires and billionaires are bad people. He believes that millionaires and billionaires are greedy SOBs. And he believes that millionaires and billionaires should spread their wealth around, should take their money and basically just voluntarily give it to the to the Treasury Department. You, you can pay more than what it says on your tax return. I don't know if you know this or not. You can pay more than what it is on your tax return. If your tax return says, uh, I owe, well, if you're a millionaire, 30%, let's say 300. If you owe $300,000 because you made a million, then you can write them a check for $300,000 and be on your way. However, if you really don't like millionaires, if you really think it's not fair for one person to have so much personal wealth, if you really feel like, like the money should be spread around and that your money should be taxed at 50 or 60 or 70%, then you can write a check for the entire $1 million. You can send it to the Treasury Department and you can write in there for taxes with your Social Security number, keep the rest as a donation, use for free college, whatever you want, and they'll keep your money. They'll keep, if you want to donate money to the United States government, they will take it. And if they don't, I certainly will. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. We do have a couple of people that want to comment on tax returns. Hannah, our resident millennial, said she doesn't give two you-know-whats about it. And neither does anybody else, really, except for those elected members of Congress who, for whatever reason, are still upset that Donald Trump's, that Donald Trump's not guilty of collusion. You'd think you'd be happy that your president wasn't guilty of collusion. But no, they're really, they're really mad. 855 765 1045. More of whatever you want Wednesday. Whatever you want to talk about is coming up on News 104.5 WOKV. Mark. Huh? Mark, 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 Mark. Guess what day it is? Trump Day? That's going to happen. That's going to happen every Wednesday now, I can tell. 855 765 1045. Thanks so much for calling. By the way, we have somebody who uh, called in with a uh, with a stick song. I guess they want to. We have tickets to Dennis D. Young and Night Ranger at the Florida Theater on Friday. We've given away two pairs. We have a few more. And I said, if you, uh, if you call in and sing your favorite stick song, then you might get a pair. Um, this is Eric, who left us an open mic message. Come sail away with me, you guys. Sorry, Sorry, good That was pretty good carbon, though, by the way. Good job. 
<laughs> this could be one of the best covers of the song ever. Uh, 855 765 1045. It's our number. 855 765 1045. Yeah, let's go to Bonnie. Uh, Bonnie, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Donald Trump's tax returns. Bonnie, good morning. Thanks so much for calling the Mark K. Show. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Oh, good, Bonnie. What do you want to say? Well, I just want to point out that I don't really care about Donald Trump's tax returns. Yeah. I care about mine. <laughs> and mine has been looking pretty darn good since he got elected. Yeah. You don't care about what he's paying in taxes. You care about what you're paying in taxes. Exactly. And I don't think anybody else does either. No, nobody does. In fact, I don't know if you know this, but the Democrats, they should really take a... They should really take a page from the American people. Donald Trump's approval rating popped yesterday on the uh, on the Rasmussen report. It's 53 percent, 53 percent approval rating. Fifty three percent of this country did not vote for Donald Trump. Fifty three percent of this country did not go out to the polls and support Donald Trump. Fifty three percent of this country does not have Make America Great Again hats on their heads or in their closets or in their cars. Fifty three percent of Americans are not Trump supporters. 53% of Americans can't really uh, identify, you know, the same way on anything, except that Donald Trump is doing a good job as president. And that's danger for the Democrats. That's danger for the other side. When you have somebody two years into their term with all the turmoil and all the hubbub and all the wasted time and energy that you've had attacking him with the media just hounding daily and he's at a 53% approval rating, it shows something. It shows that what you're doing is bad and wrong and it's and people don't like it. It's actually making Donald Trump more popular. So if you really want to make him less popular, which I'm assuming you do because you've got 92 people who want his job, then you've got to try a different course of action. You got to try try something different. This is Bob in Jacksonville. Bob, how you doing? I'll close the door, but Bobby there? Yes. Hey, hey. How's it going, man? Okay, I got a suggestion for uh, President Trump yeah. with his taxes. Yeah. I would tell him to call. Uh, how about all the House of Representatives and all the Senate put their taxes up first, and then he'll put his up? I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I don't want to see anybody's taxes. Taxes are the most boring, most right. stressful thing in the entire. I look at my tax return, and I go, God, I hope this is right. right. And, I, you know, and, it, and it, it, it's my own money, and it bores me. The last thing I want to do is have to study everyone else's tax returns because looking for what? And what could you really tell unless you're a forensic accountant, which I know they have at the ready. They've got probably a whole team of forensic accountants at the ready just in, sitting there in, the, in, in, in Nancy Pelosi's office waiting for these tax returns to land. CNN, NBC, MSNBC, they all have forensic accountants just ready to pounce as soon as they get these tax returns. And what are they going to I mean, what are they literally hoping to find? That Donald Trump made a lot of money and paid a lot of money? What if he didn't make as much as he said? What are they going to accuse him of then? Embellishing? I mean, come on. Come on. Have you have you seen Nancy Pelosi's forehead? That's embellishment right there. Rick and Callahan. How are you, Rick? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, great. Rick, what do you want to say, sir? Well, I just wanted to praise Candace Owens yesterday for finally someone speaking up over Democrats disrespectfulness in everything they do yeah yeah she went off on ted lieu and uh 
and because he was basically he was taking her out of context once again. And it and it, it proves you know it, it proves the same. It's a it's a typical play. They do it with Donald Trump. They take a comment or they take a clip and they edit just the part that they want. And we know that this happens. We've seen it happen. We've seen CNN and ABC News. Remember they were busted for this back during the election. They doctored up a Donald Trump clip. And and they were called out for it. And they, they had to fire producers at NBC for the same thing in ABC because they take words and they mix it around basically to, to suit their own narrative. And Candace Owen wasn't having it. She wasn't having it. And so she exploded. Maybe we'll play some of that. Maybe we won't. But it, it's it's ridiculous to see this kind of thing happening to regular, average, ordinary Americans who are, again, a black female Republican Oh, I'm sorry. That's who they're going to attack? A black female Republican? Here's all right, here's a little. I pull. Hold on. Let me pull down Cartman, and let me pull up uh, Candace Owens and Ted Lieu. This may not refer to a member of the committee as stupid. I didn't refer to him as stupid. That's not what I said. That's not what I said at all. You you didn't listen to what I said. May I continue? Wait, please. As I said, he is assuming that black people will not go pursue the full two-hour clip. And he purposefully extracted, he cut off, and you didn't hear the question that was asked of me. He's trying to present as if I was launching a defense of Hitler in Germany, when in fact, the question that was asked of me was pertaining to whether or not I believed that Hitler was a, whether or not I believed in nationalism, and that nationalism was bad. And what I responded to was that I do not believe that we should be characterizing Hitler as a nationalist. He was a homicidal, psychopathic maniac that killed his own people. A nationalist would not kill their own people. That is exactly what I was referring to in the clip, and he purposely wanted to give you a cut-up similar to what they do to Donald Trump to create a different narrative. That was unbelievably dishonest, and he did not allow me to respond to it, which is worrisome and should tell you a lot about where people are today in terms of trying to drum up narratives. And she's saying that right to Ted Lou's face. Like, he's literally sitting right there, and she's staring right at him saying, you are dishonest, and that was horrible, and you're an awful person. By the way, I would like to also add that I work for Prager University, which is run by an Orthodox Jew, and a single Democrat showed up to the embassy opening in Jerusalem, I sat on a plane for 18 hours to make sure that I was there. I'm deeply offended by the insinuation of, of revealing that clip without the question that was asked of me. Yeah, she man, she was on fire. She was Candace Owen for president. That's what it, <laughs> we need anybody to succeed Donald Trump in 2024. It should be her 855 765 uh, oh, 1045-855-765-1045. This is Sid in Jacksonville. Hey, Sid, how are you? Uh, good morning. Oh, good morning. What do you want to say, sir? I was just wondering if uh, Joe Biden were to uh, smell the hair of the Chicago district attorney, do you suppose he'd find up with a snoot full of WD-40? <laughs> I never thought of it, but now that's all I'm going to be thinking about. Thanks for that, Sid. We appreciate it. Joe Dirt from the West Side. How you doing, Joe Dirt? <laughs> Yes, how are you doing there, sir? I'm doing great, man. What do you want to say? I want to say about these taxes. First of all, I don't care about nobody you told mine like everybody else. But uh, how about all the money that is spent on all these investigations? I bet that total number could pay for that wall. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably, you're absolutely right. 855-765-1045. Listen, we got to take a quick break. We got one more break coming up. Uh, it's whatever you want Wednesday. So if you haven't said it yet, you got a few more minutes to squeeze her in. 855-765-1045. This is the Marque Show. We'll be right back. 
Hey, Marque. David in Jacksonville here. Millennial also. I don't give two craps about Donald Trump's uh, tax returns. Nobody does. Nobody cares about tax returns at all. By the way, we uh, neglected to mention that Bibi Netanyahu uh, won a fifth term as the right-wing candidate in Israel, which is great news for Donald Trump and the United States. Uh, we'll maybe get into that a little bit tomorrow. This is Jim. Jim, thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. What's up, man? Hey, Mark, three real quick points. Uh, one, thank you very much for the tickets for Friday night. Oh, you are so welcome. And and second, I want to say the Florida Theater, I'm giving a shout-out to the Florida Theater. One of the very few reasons I go downtown, uh, we go downtown uh, for, you know, we talk about the landing and different things like yeah. that. One, one of the great venues downtown. Yeah, and, is it better uh, than the Jacksonville Theater, which is where the other Josh goes to see concerts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Um, and, and number three, um, I do. I just had a talk with Rachel Maddow, and she does have uh, Donald Trump's tax returns. Right. So we can wait for that. It's yeah. coming out. That'll be exciting. That may do something for her ratings. Hey, thanks so much for calling in. Definitely enjoy the show. Uh, not as much as you enjoy this show, but definitely enjoy the show. We will have more tickets tomorrow, so don't worry. We'll uh, Tomorrow we've got uh, – tomorrow's Thursday, which means we'll do a little What the Bleep, and then we'll have Fake News Friday. So uh, tickets all week long. Jose from the South Side. What's up, Jose? How are you? I don't care about the tax returns for Donald Trump. We know he inherited from his dad. I, w- I really want to know how these politicians become with a million – with a lot of million dollars – Having a hundred and seventy thousand dollar salary. Yeah, well, they, it's called selling influence. That's I mean, when you go yes. to when, when you go to Washington D.C., you're not going there to to make changes unless you're Donald Trump. You're going there to pad your resume and so that you can sell influence. Five, eight, five, ten, and eight houses. How yeah. do they end up with that ten houses? I mean, come on, that's corruption right there. Thank you very much. Oh, you are so welcome, Jose. I appreciate you calling. Uh, Bernie Sanders. Look, at least Bernie Sanders admits to it. At least Bernie Sanders. I don't have a problem with Bernie Sanders making money. Don't have a problem with anybody making money. I'm a big, huge capitalist. I want to make more money. I want the other Josh to make more money. I want us to start paying Hannah. Uh, you know, all these things. I want everybody who listens to this show to be a millionaire. What I, what I don't, what I do care about with Bernie Sanders, however, is if you say millionaires are bad and you say that having too much money is horrible and we should spread the wealth around. If you say that one year, then write a book, become a millionaire, and you don't give all your money away to those same people that you wanted to help two years ago. You're a hypocrite, and we have enough hypocrites in Washington. Let's keep this one in Vermont, where he belongs. Elliot from Lake City, how are you? Oh, I'm great, man. How you doing? Doing good, Elliot. What do you want to say, sir? Well, I think Trump should take a uh, page out of Herman Cain's playbook and go to a fair tax, and there wouldn't be an IRS or income tax return. Say, oh, I'm sorry. Say that one more time. My wife was texting me. I said, uh, if... Trump takes a page out of Herman Cain's playbook yeah. and does away with the IRS, goes to a fair tax, there would be no income tax return. Yeah, fair tax was Neil Bortz. 999 was uh, Herman Cain. But both of them really de-emphasized the need and ability for the IRS, which is another reason why he's not really a popular man in the in uh, well in Washington, D.C. at all. But it's the Federal Reserve Board. It's nothing to do with the IRS. Yes, he's uh, he's definitely um, a capitalist. Yes, he's an anti-federalist. Yes, he wants people to have more control over their money and the government to have less control. But so does Donald Trump. So do most Republicans. So do all conservatives. You know, it's, the difference is that you got to figure out which is which. And when Herman Cain gets uh, gets gets nominated for a board like the Federal Reserve Board, it's a lot easier to figure out who really is the fiscal conservative and who's just fiscally conservative when there's an election to be won. 855-765-1045. Brenda from Middleburg. How are you, Brenda? 
I'm good. How are you, Mark? Great. What do you want to say? Well, first I just wanted to say that if Bernie Sanders is all the Democrats have got, well, then Trump already won. And with the taxes thing, she's not taking any pay for being president, right? So why would they have any, They have no right to look at his taxes at all. I mean, I would think that, you know. That would be the reason right there. He's well, not getting paid to be president. So. It, it doesn't matter. They don't care about his taxes since he was president. They want 10 years worth of taxes. They want the taxes leading up to the presidential election. They want the taxes from when he was on The Apprentice, Trump Tower. They want all of those. They want all that information. They want every single snippet of information that they can get because I think they just want to know. I think they, they need something that they can build on. You know, they need something that they can build on. They're, they can make up their own narrative. They probably already have the stories written. They want the tax returns because if there's one dollar out of place, if there's one item that is that is not, uh, you know, that has not been tallied appropriately, if there's a, a dot missing or if there's some kind of, you know, donation to some company that they're not really sure about. They're gonna. They have a. They have a story written up already. They're all. CNN is ready to go to. They probably already have the Chiron. They just need the tax returns released. Otherwise, um, otherwise, you know, it, it, here's the other thing too. think about the tax returns with all of the leaks in Washington, D.C., with all of the people who hate Donald Trump, with all of the deep, deep state operatives in every single jurisdiction, whether it's federal, uh, the FBI, whether it's the CIA, whether it's the IRS, whether it's the White House itself, with all of the leaks springing out of Donald Trump's executive branch. Don't you think if there were anything really bad in those tax returns, we'd already know about it anyway? Probably. Probably. 855-765-1045. Listen, we got a bolt. We got to get out of here. Uh, thanks so much for joining me today. Tomorrow, what the bleep. We'll be continuing to follow what happens now that Donald Trump has not released his tax returns. We'll see if, uh, how much of a conniption fit the Democrats have and anything else have. If anyone drives a car into a popular diner, we'll be the first to let you know about that, too. It's the Mark K Show. Stay tuned. The news and Rush Limbaugh coming up next on News 104.5 WOKV.